Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes. Welcome back to Rich Check Podcast. <laughs> Episode 61. 61. All right. We're Move almost senior along. citizens. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Retirement ages upon us. Yes. Uh, we got the whole gang here tonight. Uh, allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Perry. I'm Ben. And I'm Rashawn. And we make up the Risk Check Podcast. Tonight is the Viewer's Choice episode. <laughs> so, for those watching and listening, uh, if you follow us on Instagram, and you should, at Risk Check Pod, uh, we launched a broadcast channel this week uh, and we launched a private chat group uh, the broadcast channel you can uh, follow the link on the Instagram page and there we post polls uh, behind the scenes pictures footage updates announcements etc mm-hmm. the private chat group is called the wrist check bungalow and it is literally just an Instagram DM hangout spot for all the watch guys and gals that uh, want to talk watches and and shoot the breeze. So uh, if you if you want to be involved with that, uh, it's easy to follow the broadcast channel. Uh, DM us at Rich Check Pod to join the bungalow, and uh, we'll invite you in. Yes, sir. We are nowhere near capacity right now, as I understand it. The limit is 250 accounts to one. Uh, private chat group. I think we're currently around 60. Yeah. Right over uh, 60. Yeah. And it's popping. Yes. So Facts. <laughs> it is going down. Yeah, there's a the lot DMs more. There's right a now. lot more than just watches happening in there, but it's all good, entertaining, fun things. Very, very good entertaining. E- everyone's friends now. Everyone's having a good time. Uh, so speaking of that, tonight uh, we threw up a poll uh, with some topics and, and let everyone vote on what we would talk about tonight. And uh, ballots were casted, and uh, the people the people answered. So uh, tonight is the viewers' choice episode. We're going to talk about the the items that that you deemed most important that you wanted to hear about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, as is tradition, uh, we have to start with the risk check. Yes, uh, Rashawn, you were out last week. Yes, uh, we'll start with you. What do you got the the risk tonight, sir? Um, so. I'm wearing a new watch on the show. Woo! Let's talk about it. Yes. He's got a new watch. Well, yes. New watch, but not new to the couch. Sure. Of course, um, this one is near and dear to to us all, and I think all the the owners that do have it. Um, I'm wearing the Ron Blazers um, Seiko 5 collaboration. Yep. Um, The purple dial. Um, I call this one the FNF colorway. Definitely. That's, I like that. You said that earlier. I love that. Yeah. Like it friends is. and family. I think most most people that are friends of Ron Blazers or um, Eric Wynn. Eric, shout, out, shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric. Um, you know, he 
he kind of like distributed these out to uh, I think his nearest and dearest friends. Um, I think it's an honor for him to actually like send the pod. Facts. That means we got it for the five finger discount. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> shout out to Win. Shout out to Charlie to to Win and Charlie. Those guys are amazing. Um, you know they've they've done an amazing thing with you know sourcing timepieces, the best I think in the industry, and then you know furthering the brand with collaborations and things like that. So like definitely had to share this one. Um, I know you guys rock it on the NATO. Definitely. I'm wearing it on the bracelet. I like the bracelet, though. I enjoy the bracelet. Yeah, the bracelet. The bracelet's dope. It's actually like a really good bracelet. It's funny. It it looks it looks kind of like um like the bracelet that would be on like the like the birch, mm-hmm. like 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 a like a Grand Seiko. Sure. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, chunky yeah, yeah. and 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 it's, it's like it's, a blend between that and like an oyster bracelet. Exactly. It's an upside down oyster bracelet. <laughs> oh, facts. That's a really good observation. That's what it is. It is. But it looks good. It looks good. I like it. Um, maybe when I go on my next vacation, I put it on the NATO. I th- the NATO is hella comfortable. NATO, and the NATO is dope. I, I love the contrast. Like, I think Rowan Blazers and Eric and uh, and Charlie did an amazing job with this collab. Uh, this run was my favorite yes. out of all that they did. The purple dial, I probably would have chosen for myself. Yes. Um, excellent, excellent collab. Shout out to Eric. Um, he's an amazing guy. Uh, with an amazing company and uh, Charlie's an amazing dude too. Yes. Uh, so shouts out to to Win Vintage. We're pumping them a lot. Eric, you might have to cut us a deal, man. We get to talk. <laughs> Sending you a lot of business too. <laughs> Facts. Uh, yeah, yes. we might have to get a sponsorship out of you, Eric. We'll talk. We'll holler at you. Make this real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, what do you got on the wrist tonight? You got uh, something special? I do have something special. Shout out to my boy Davey. He's trying to convince me that. For, oh, shout well, out to me. Shout out to well, hold on. <laughs> shout out to shout Davey. Out to me. Shout out to Davey. First off, for providing the watch. Respect. Yes. Shout out to you. Secondly, for coinciding with him and trying to convince me that this is how a GMT should be worn. When you're right, you're right. I'm yeah. wearing a Pepsi on the Oyster bracelet and you're not right. I am 100% right. The That's Jubilee, the the Jubilee is more comfortable. Yeah. It's nicer. It's better. I can see the scratches on the thing from a mile away. I love that. Mm. Sure. I mean, I don't mind it, but the, the Oysters, I mean, it's kind of whatever. The Jubilee is nicer. Yeah. So, I'm going to keep it for like a week or so. Sure. And, you know, I'll, I'll send it back to him with a couple more scratches Respect. and tell him that the Jubilee's better. But yeah. I told him my word on the show, shout him out. He's going to watch. He would be yeah. happy. So, Here at the uh, at the Rich Check Pod, ladies and gentlemen, we have friends that rent that that, that, that loan us their uh, loan us grails. They want their watches to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always fun. Uh, but shout out to him. Um, I'm repeating a watch. I'm the only one repeating a watch today. Wow. That's fun. Uh, and it is on Jubilee. Yep. Because they just That's belong funny. on Jubilee. Just like GMTs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing um, the vintage 1601 uh, Datejust with the blue Sigma dial. Uh, I haven't taken this off since I got it. I I mean, it just, it. Uh, you know, I had my time and my fun with modern Rolex. Mm-hmm. And I understand it's probably a privilege to say something like that. Uh, I acknowledge that. I'm happy I had the opportunity to experience that via friends and uh, family. And um, purchased a few too. And I purchased a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I can't forget that part. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I um, I know where my heart belongs now. And I think it's with vintage yeah. Rolex. No, it really is. It really is. There isn't, 
much modern that like I can't think about what I, what I want. But I, I my my mind is full of all of the vintage pieces I want now. Yeah, and um, I'm really enjoying this vintage Jubilee bracelet. This thing is nice. I love the the jingliness. Yeah, uh, feels like jewelry jangle. a little bit. And the dial color. I know you hate blue dials on on steel sports watches, but it just reminds me of like a great pair of like blue jeans. That one gets a pass. I said I love this watch, man, and um, I, I just I am uh, I'm enamored by this piece every day. Um, it's just I, I know where my heart belongs. You should engrave so. it. You so it's funny enough. I, I thought about that. The clasp. I, so it's, I thought about engraving the clasp and the case bag. I saw an engraving on a Rolex piece recently mm-hmm. where someone engraved the clasp mm-hmm. with like a, a small saying. And I thought that was really, really cool. Eisenhower, since he was a when he was president, he had a solid gold date dress on Jubilee. Mm. So he had his initials on the clasp, DDE. And then on the back of the case Fire. back, on the case back, he had his five stars wow. with the military. Fire. I might do like the stars on the uh, fire on the class. Having it on the case back was cool, though, because it was the same shape as the actual pin that they wear. So instead of having them lined up, it was three on top and then two on the bottom. It was good. That's That's dope. dope. I got to check that out. We'll show a picture of that, too. I'll look good. You'll send it to me. Um, But it's funny. I was was debating this watch for a few days and um, I don't know. I was just like, no, I'm going to go for it. It's good. Felt good about it. Um, came into some coin, and I was like, "Why not no. treat myself?" Yeah, stock market going up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I, I know. Going I've been watching. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, moving along. Viewers' choice. Uh, Louis Vuitton dropped a new watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Tambor. The Timex. Oh, oh he's shade. already gone for it. Shade God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you've been living under a rock, you you you, you haven't seen this. Uh, we'll obviously share an image for you. Um, but it seems as though the Arnaults are obviously they had the 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 runway show with Pharrell recently, so they're coming off a big high. And we all know Pharrell is like king of luxury, mm-hmm. just super super duper luxury. That's his whole mo. And it seems like everyone is obviously they've, they've they probably had this in the works, but the timing couldn't be more perfect. People are inspired, and they released a new watch this week. And uh, this is their entry level timepiece. Their new entry level watch, steel sports watch, integrated bracelet, blue dial. I think there's, there's a, a blue and a gray. A gray dial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think about this? I know you got some opinions, and 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 we had some opinions in the group chat. We'll share. Facts. We'll share tonight. We'll share, we'll share them after Rashawn and Perry get their opinion. <laughs> I think y'all know where I stand. So Rashawn, where do you where do you stand with this piece? Um, I, I'm I'm a little bit torn because um, torn I think is more positive than most. Yes. Okay. Um, because there's two sides of it. Louis Vuitton when they were kind of like pushing timepieces. Everything was kind of like horology and just like crazy nut six figure pieces that, you know, the average watch enthusiast really couldn't obtain. Sure. Um, it's still a bit of that with this price point at $20,000, this being like now their new entry level. But I think it kind of makes it a little bit obtainable for like 
the watch enthusiasts that do have the capital to go ahead and, you know, purchase these kind of pieces. Um, but then at the same time, there are people that love Louis Vuitton and, you know, we've spoken about it um, before the entry level was about four grand. Sure. And for probably people that do purchase Louis Vuitton, they're not looking for a watch. But because they love the brand they so ain't much, they're looking for a twenty thousand dollars watch. Well, no, no, but it, it would have been. Sure. They probably could have been able buy to one at four. At four, that's what I'm saying. Like they could probably swallow four thousand dollars. Now, when you look at twenty, you're kind of like, Ugh. yeah, no, I feel. Um, but then on that on that flip, kind of flip flopping, you know, I think they want to put themselves back in the conversation of horology because when you look at older Louis Vuitton pieces, like. You're like, oh, these like complicated watches, like, you know, um, handcraft pieces, like things that the industry wasn't offering then. Yeah. And it's surfacing now. And people are like, oh, that's kind of cool. But, you know, you can't get your hands on them. So right. it, it, it's a love hate for me. OK. Um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll share my thoughts. So. I think the, mu- the movement is beautiful. Yes. I love the open case back. If you know, I'll start on a positive note. I think the movement is really cool. Um, I love, like, I, I get what they're trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, Louis Vuitton is this, like, world renowned, like, very prestigious fashion house. Um, most of, of, of what they make. Like ninety nine point nine percent deserves your attention and merits it because the history is is there, um, and they've they've had especially now like amazing designers pass through, mm-hmm. you know their house. Um, to me, what it looks like, it looks like, and I might be reading into it a little bit. You know, that's kind of like what I do a little bit. I like to try to predict the future. Um, it looks like they are planning a flag and making a statement to Patek, to me. Okay. And it's like, you know, because the Arnolds, that's LVMH, they also now own Tiffany. And it's like, whatever is going on between like Patek and Tiffany, that is what it is. Yes. And it'll be what it is for however long that relationship is what it is. So we're going to invest in building something that belongs to us. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen over the last six years is that everybody's wanted your sports watches. Why? Well, they became really popular because they were some of the most accessible pieces in your lineup. Yes. They also had the prestige of being designed by Gerald Genta who created a a brand named after him that we just purchased. Yes. So we're making an investment there. Yes. Doubling down. And so here's our Nautilus. This is our Nautilus. Mm -hmm. And we're going to emblazon the Louis Vuitton brand on the dial. And we're going to price it for about the same that you priced your Nautilus at when the 5711 was available. and this is our entry-level watch. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? How many people are actually going to buy this watch at $20,000? Initially, probably none. <laughs> I'm not, let's be, let's be honest. 
But what LVMH is going to do, they're going to get this watch on the wrist of every celebrity. Yes. Every celebrity that has a 5711 Tiffany dial is going to get this watch. And you're going to wear this watch mm-hmm. because we sent it to you. And you're going to make this watch hot. Yes. And you're going to make people want this watch. I want to. I want to piggyback on that. I want to ask you. I don't. Please. I, do, I don't want to no, cut you go off. Go ahead, please. So when you when you started talking, right, it made me think of something. Uh, you said that you know Louis Vuitton designing this watch is putting it in the space of like this is our Nautilus, right? Now, I, I, I maybe I might be jumping a, a little bit off, but do you think like Patek may be the problem? Like when they kind of dive into like let's say fashion brands or jewelry brands, et cetera. Like, let's say, for example, with Tiffany, when they created their watches, of course, like Tiffany watches probably one of like, the, the hottest things on the block, but they did have padding movements at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think like their response to padding, maybe padding is the one that's very difficult. So they're like, all right, we're just going to go our own way. I don't think uh, it's a matter yeah. of, of difficulty. I think it's a matter of culture and Paddock is a family-owned business. Mm-hmm. I don't really expect them to behave anywhere outside of how they actually behave, and I, 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 I salute them for how they they treat their brand because it is a family-owned business, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of respect and adoration for that. LVMH is a publicly traded company. Yeah, you know, though it's the majority of it is owned by the Arnolds. Yep. Um, and so they get to do what they want and exercise that right as Paddock would. But I think when you listen to like a Terry Stern and what his mission is with Paddock is very different than what a Louis Vuitton is. Like Louis Vuitton's like their ethos is like we're global and global in the sense of like we are number one. Uh, we want we want to dominate. Yes. I don't think Paddock is concerned with domination. I think Paddock is concerned with quality. Mm-hmm. And when I hear Terry Stern speak, that's kind of what he speaks about. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to think about selling watches. Mm-hmm. I want to think about making watches. Yeah. Let the retailers sell the watches. Yeah. Let that be their problem. Because if I take that on, then I got a whole host of other things I got to deal with, and then I can't focus on making the best watches. And so I don't think Louis Vuitton's mission is to make the best watches. I think it's to sell the most watches. Hmm. So you, so I just don't know how successful they'll be at that. They're not going to be successful at that. Here we go. With Talk a $20,000 <laughs> entry-level watch. It looks like you took a case and dial to a Timex and it breaks it to an Omega and puts burn. it together. Damn. It just won't work. <laughs> go for the neck. It won't work. Yeah. It won't work. You alienate an entire customer base by saying we don't want to sell a three or four thousand dollar watch anymore. We want to start with a twenty thousand dollar watch. It doesn't make sense. I'm curious how they're even going to go about allocating these because though it's entry level, um, the son uh, who is running Louis Vuitton right now for his dad, um, or at least running uh, watches, Mm -hmm. because it seems like he's got his hand in everything. Like he's, I forget. I think the son's name is Jean or Jean. I think it's Alexander. Or is it Alexander? I'll tell you right now. Um, but it seems like he's like spearheading tag, uh, Tiffany, which they're getting back into watches. Um, and when I say Tiffany getting back into watches, I mean like Tiffany watches, Tiffany, watches. Tiffany, Tiffany, like actual watches. Yeah. 
Um, and then he's also spearheading Gerald Gentiline and now like Louis Vuitton. So it seems like his passion personally is where Louis Vuitton is. Yeah, it's Alex or no? Alex. Okay, so this is Alex. Uh, now, in addition to that, I will say he wore a watch at the Pharrell show mm-hmm. that had the Louis Vuitton stamp on it that I thought was actually kind of cool. Yeah. But that's it because kinda, it wasn't a tambour. It wasn't. No, right. it was something completely <laughs> they different. They do make cool stuff. Like they that, do. That, uh, what do they do? The one with the flags that spins the teleton? Crazy. Yeah, yeah, that Banger. one. That's but, fire. But, yeah. those, but those are watches that like... Those are six-figure watches. Yeah, six-figure. Like, that, that's for like, not only like the Louis Vuitton collector that has to have it all, but like a serious watch collector mm. would want something like that in their collection. It's totally unique. That I, makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. I think that this is a timepiece that they're going to try to like make one of the most Instagrammable things so that everybody wants it. That could backfire too, though. I think you're Putting right. Putting every celebrity is going to make the person who they want to attract to the brand be like, I don't want that. But shit. here's the thing. What if that's the person that they don't want to attract? Well, funny you say that because David Lafferty, King of Cigars, in our group chat Facts. said the same exact thing. <laughs> Shout said, out to David. I don't think we're the consumer they want. And I think he has a point. I do. I think he wants the off-white, the yeah. hype beast. Yeah. The Pharrell client. Yeah. I think he wants the guy who's like, I shouldn't spend $20,000 on a watch, but I'm going to save my coin to get that Louis Vuitton watch. Mm-hmm. Right? Because Pharrell had it. Or Jay-Z wore it. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? And to be fair, in that 20 k price point, I mean, you can do a lot with 20 grand when it comes to watches, but... If you're really going to go for it, there's not much else out there in 20K. You unless know, you go independent. There isn't. There really there's isn't. Not much, there's and not much these, else there and, and, that you have access to. Yeah, and this kind of collector probably doesn't give a shit about the independent name because not they don't all. understand it. They but know they, Louis Vuitton, though. they know Louis Vuitton. They respect so they're gonna Vuitton. So they're going to go for it. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that point because I think David, I, I think if they if they have any chance, I think it's that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where they'll and who find knows? success they, with this. They might start with a 20K Louis Vuitton watch and end up sure. with, you know, let's be anything honest. else. It's, it's not a bad-looking watch. It doesn't look bad. I just hate that it looks like a Timex. <laughs> and it's 20 grand. <laughs> the bracelet, you made a point. You said uh, it's an o- It's an Omega. It's a lady's Omega constellation bracelet. bracelet. <laughs> Straight up. It is. Straight I didn't up. see that. Initially, I, saw, I was like, oh, it's kind of like Nautilus. Yeah. It's a you know, But it looks up. like a Gerald Genta watch. It's like definitely like the similar design language. Yeah. Right. Um, I I would say like it's kind of the thing where it's like, let's say if they did like a focus group and I saw that. Yeah. I would say like you guys are on the money, but you're not on target. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think if the price point was, let's say, between 10 and 15 grand, is that is that a little bit more? I think it depends. I, you know, I don't know. It'd be easier to swallow. I don't think it'd make it any better, though. Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard for me to articulate, right? Because it's like I'm as a somewhat educated watch consumer and a collector. I would. I'm thinking like, what else can I get for that price point? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you get a lot of vintage other, for ten to twenty. I can get a lot of vintage, and then there's independent brands that, you know. If you talk about, like, bang for your buck, right, let's be honest. There are independent brands that are making incredible watches that you can get in the secondary market Mm -hmm. at steep discounts. Yes. So, I know... You can buy a Moser from the 20K. That's what I'm saying. At retail. Like, I saw that there was an Arnold & Son 
a dual time watch. You sent that me that. It was like eleven I'm grand. I'm in love with. Yeah. Retails for thirty k. I can get it for ten right now. Yeah. Why would I get this over that? Unless I'm incredibly brand conscious. Yeah. Right. And I don't know what Arnold and Son is, but I know Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think I think to David's point, David is right. It's like the educated watch consumer, the guy that's or the girl that's that's. Let me say the guy, the woman that is focused on um, quality, that's focused on experience. Um, This isn't for them. Mm. This is it's a flex. Yeah. And it's a it's a well produced flex. Yeah. Right. It's not like Louis Vuitton is like, you know. Going half on it. Yeah. In terms of watchmaking, like you look at the movement and you read the specs. Yeah. They're they're serious. They're invested. But I don't think the consumer is going to care about that. So how do they how do they how does a brand like Louis Vuitton grasp your um, grasp your attention and it be priced like well? I think what they have to do is I think watches like the one that Alex wore at the show. You know, I think things that are. Like not mainstream mm-hmm. well-designed watches doesn't have to have crazy complications but it, to involve complications you know if louis vuitton did like a weekly calendar watch i'm into that yeah you know what i'm saying like i'm into that like i'm into them experimenting with complicated watches and let's be honest amongst the 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 the, the, the watch consumers that have you know, just started six years ago that have experienced Rolex and now have experienced Paddock. We know that these guys are now looking at complications. Yes. They're interested. They don't know a, a heck of a lot. They're, they're dipping their toes in it. They're looking at the brands that they recognize for it. But the interest is growing. They're like, no, nah, I want a complicated watch. Yes. I want a perpetual or annual calendar. Yes. I want a weekly calendar. I want this. I want that. You know what I'm saying? They're interested. The yeah. conversation is brewing. Yeah. Right. So. For a person like me, that's where you start the conversation with me. Yeah. Do something that's complicated, but not crazy high horology. Yeah. Something that's accessible. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at what, like, Christopher Ward London has done with the Belcanto. Yep. Amazing. It's a $4,000 watch. It's a $4,000 hour striker. Yeah. They're delivering a chiming watch. To people at an affordable price. Now, not, obviously, Louis Vuitton is not going to do that at four thousand dollars. No, but if they did something like that at twenty, you'd move the needle. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, that's cool. That's something. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? I think that if I were them, I'd be focused on that because even if this watch is incredibly successful, because it is accessible, in my opinion, it's going to just be a trend. Yes, and so. Up, down. Yeah. There's no longevity. Yeah. To, to that point you were saying about complications and what else is available in that price point, Sandeep in the group chat, T-shirts and watches, he said that he appreciates LV's execution and he would actually like to own one. But at that price, there's too much competition. You have the Luke Chopard and the Alpine Eagle. Exactly. Which yes. is true. For and an then, educated watch consumer, it's, it's... Yeah. And then Coin Man in the group chat says that he's going to want to give them LV some credit because their movements are actually better than a generic quartz movement or a 2892, which most other fashion brands use, quote unquote. No. Yeah. And then John 
John Tam agreed with him, and he said that they like. He said that he likes the Hermes watches, it, but only in the vacuum. In a vacuum? Yeah. What does he mean? You buy an Hermes watch. Yeah. You buy a couple of them. Oh, here's that Birkin you asked for. Sure. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I do like the HOA. Yes. Yeah, you, you're a fan of that watch. And I was about to buy again, it, but you talked me out of yeah, it. Yeah, don't do it. And again, <laughs> and Coinman agreed too. He said, you know what? Hermes actually has pretty good movements also. Yeah. Sure. So they get some credit there too. Sure. But again, too much competition in the price point. There's a lot of competition in the price point. I feel like Chanel came up in conversation. Of course, I the J12. Love Chanel watches are dope. Aesthetically, the, they're fire. The yeah, J12 is a banger. That new Torbion, banger. Crazy. We talked about it when they did their watches and wonders. Yeah, that did, pixelated yeah. diamond joint from watches insane. and wonders. I'm in love with. Yeah, insane. I love the J12. Yeah, the J12 was fire. But LV, I don't know, man. Y'all messed up. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> Next topic. All right, what do we got next? Let's see. Viewer's choice. We have Only Watch. I was going to say Only Watch. Only Watch. All right, let's get into it. So Only Watch. Um, so for those that don't know, Only Watch is an auction that comes up annually. Biannually, every two years. Oh, is it every two years? Yeah, every two, every two years. years. So we didn't cover it last year? I feel like we did. No, it was at the beginning. It's about that time. It's 100 days away. Every two years? Yeah. I think it's every year. Biannually. Mm -hmm. It's biannually? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I didn't realize that. Anyway. Um, That's how long the show has been. Uh, I'm losing track of time. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I really am. But no, you're right. Because I remember we talked about it like when we first started. Yes. That's insane. So Only Watch is uh, a watch auction that happens every two years, biannually now. And... Um, it's an auction for a good cause. They always support a charity. Um, this one, I think this year, happens to support uh, muscular uh, dystrophy. Yeah, this, they did the same last year, too. Well, the year before. Two years ago. Two years okay. ago, yeah. Uh, and all of the watch companies get together and they put out their best. Mm -hmm. Not only do they put out their best, each piece is a piece unique. Yes. I mean, is it, it is a one-of-one. And there is none to come, if I can quote Jay-Z. Um, so these are very, very special watches. And it's a, it's a platform where watch companies uh, get to enter, um, you know, for a good cause, but they get to do their best showing. Yes. And this year, I feel like, was quite the showing. Um, it's nice to see, but it feels like everyone is on their a game was, like yes, there's 100%. a lot of heat 100 uh that was released this year um why don't we start with so maybe we talk about our favorites yeah um you want to you want to bounce around we can well which one of you guys want to start first let's start with one of you guys i know what my favorite is i i want to i want to i want to dive into Cause it, cause I know before we shared that uh, the three that we liked. Sure. So I don't know if you want to do a round. Yeah, of, we can, we can, we can talk about what we shared on, on uh, Instagram. So, um, I'm going with the, um, with the Baltic. Respect. The, I love the, it. the perpetual calendar. Let me just say too, I think the selection that we all picked. Yes. I wasn't mad at anything that anyone no, chose. No, they're here. all good. Yes. They were all fantastic. Uh, the the reason why this is my absolute favorite is because um, we know Baltic to put out timepieces at a very 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 approachable price point. Yes, we do. 
So, you know, when they do time only pieces or, you know, um, pieces like, you know, uh, like dress watches or <clears throat> dive watches, etc., all those kind of things. Or you think of the um, what is it, the MR01? Mm-hmm. Um, when you think of that, you believe that that's their DNA. And I know for sure when the salmon dial was released, we might have bagged on it a little bit. I don't remember. Or at least there was like little whispers of you know it being with the brigade numerals, like trying to be something, like whether it was paddock, etc., with the micro rotor and all those kind of things. But this, I think Baltic kind of like jumped in their bag with creating a perpetual calendar you know what i mean on the mesh bracelet on a mesh bracelet purple dial purple dial the purple the dial is stunning um symmetrically design wise everything checks all the boxes Mm -hmm. the funniest thing and why i think it's so impressive is because the price points on the pieces that they do make you wouldn't think that they would even have the capacity to um to design something like this. Yeah. Like you just don't even think that that's on their radar for mm-hmm. them to even think about making this watch. Yeah. Um, that's what kind of makes it my absolute favorite. And when you were explaining, you know, the Louis Vuitton watch and, you know, what could be used to attract you, you think of Baltic, you think of um, the Belcanto, you Facts. think of all of these small brands where they do these crazy complications maybe things that aren't like moving the needle but challenges the bigger guys to be like hey like we spoke to rafa Mm -hmm. earlier today and he was talking about how he wanted a um uh a chime and watch and he was like, yeah, yeah, I always wanted a meter repeater. So I looked at the price point. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can now turn. Now you can cop a Belcanto. Yeah, now you can get a Belcanto. Like, I think that part, to me, is impressive. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I think, you know, you make an excellent point. And to me, I love this watch. I think, again, like, I thought this was the only watch of only watches. Yes. You know, and uh, I'm still excited to see what Patek will deliver. But... I, what I love, what excited me most about this Baltic watch was what they branded on the watch. Because I feel like that leads it on to believe like there's more to come. Yes. And they said Baltic experiments. Yes. And it's like, hey, guys, here's a sign. This is going to continue. Yep. And I love that. Yes. And I'm curious. I, obviously, we know that this piece is going to go for a crazy amount. But if they were to continue to release, you know, watches of this caliber or maybe another watch like this in a different like dial color variation or something like i'm sure that'll come later i I feel like it might i i would definitely put my hat in like Mm -hmm. so i'm curious like at at what price point they can actually offer this at obviously we know it's going to be less than like a a protect perpetual you know what i'm saying (laughs) so it's like it'll be somewhat accessible i'm sure it'll be elevated but I was really, really excited about this watch and really, really happy for the Baltic brand because the Baltic, Baltic the brand, I think, has uh, positioned himself in a really, really great place where they've made like really, really incredibly like, you know, cool looking watches mm-hmm. with like a vintage aesthetic that people talk about. Yeah. And I always hear from people who have all kinds of watches. Man, I like Baltic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like aesthetically, they get it. Yes. And we know that they use like stock movements. You know, they're using ETA. Mm-hmm. 
stuff, et cetera, sometimes Miyota stuff. Um, but the fact that like they invested time and it shows that like here's a and, and I think this is an interesting thing, right? Where it's like here's a brand that's like an indie like micro brand mm-hmm. that's delivering you like really cool looking watches with like stock movements. Mm-hmm. But they're they're focused on the future and that future being like we we are gonna get to a point where we're creating like our own movements. Yes. Like that'll come. As long as you stick with us. Mm-hmm. And kudos to them for like putting their best showing out on such a big stage. Yeah. Well, the inspiration behind Baltic the brand, um, I forget the gentleman's name who started the brand, but it really was the inspiration of his father collecting watches. Wow. Um, and I think there's like bits and pieces that he grabbed to inspire from, you know, watches that his dad owned mm. to kind of like build something like you know the MR01 sure. or the the other pieces that um that he's designed which i find to be very cool so it makes sense to your point to say like these things are intentional he puts the time in because you know the inspiration comes from family yeah thanks ben what about you marble bulgari yeah yeah <laughs> very banger. obvious choice banger it's yeah. crazy banger what a bold statement i showed it to a couple people they thought it was ugly and i was like y'all are crazy, You're crazy. sleeping sleeping at the wheel i mean you get drunk at the wheel yeah y'all <laughs> crazy and you know who you are you're all listening to it Woo! y'all bugging <laughs> bugging the fuck out this watch is a banger it's crazy so octo finissimo tourbillon obviously it's super thin right 1.95 millimeters Again, that's what they're known for, making super thin watches. Nuts. And then they have, it's a DLC-treated titanium case, so basically bulletproof. It's a 40-millimeter watch, mm. exactly what you expect from them. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they then carved the case into this green marble and almost made like a shell so that they can put it on the watch. Yes. And it's on the bracelet and the case. So the whole thing looks like it's a green piece of marble, even the dials made out of it. It's crazy. Insane. Yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. The box is even box is marble. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, you know, it's funny because if if you would have told me that Bulgari was doing an Otto Finissimo for Only Watch, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, we saw that coming. Sure. Right? Of yeah, course. Of course. And then they deliver this and it's like, wow. Yeah. Like, drop a bomb. Yeah. They definitely. I'm not gonna lie. I think that this is the watch of only watch. It's a good one. I think it's the the watch. Well, Patek hasn't dropped. Patek hasn't dropped yet. Hold your horses. Listen, Patek's gonna have to bring it. They always do. This is different, dog. Sure, but Uh, but here's the thing with Patek. They can't do a clock. They got to do a watch. Yeah, please. Regardless, I mean, when they do it, they but do they it. But they are doing a watch. They're the doing thing, an addition of 30. Yeah. Okay. So it's a, it's a limited edition set for this one. Yeah, and they're honoring, honoring his uh, father. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're honoring wow. uh, Henry's 80th birthday. Yeah. Oh, that's Which amazing. I think is cool. Yes. I think that's great. So it's definitely a wristwatch. But the they're going to have to bring it. They will. They this will. Dog. They will. They Marble? will. Marble? Crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. They did a steel 6300 with a salmon dial. Sure. Okay. Fantastic. The clock is a banger. Sure. The titanium Nautilus is a banger. Yeah, but I'm talking about the like, carbon down mineral. When you think about like, the idea of like, you know, all these companies, they have their their designers, their engineers are sitting in a room. 
And like, what are we going to do for only one? I think Patek is coming out with something. And that's somebody a goes marble. Yeah. And you go, that's impossible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they say, fuck it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what all these creative directors and designers do. Uh, you ever seen the Raph Simmons documentary? I haven't. I haven't. If you watch the documentary, the word he says the most is no. Because he'll bring a concept to his team and they'll say that's impossible. And he'll say, no. Yeah. Do it. Wow. And they'll be like, we can't. And he'll say, no. Do it. He's like, yes, we can. Wow. But to, but to, and they so figure it out every time. I think the, the reason why I think that this is the watch, though, is because, is because of precisely that. And it's like, when you think about, like, what can we do, right? It's always like, oh, new movement. Or we'll crazy looking dial. But they're like, what can what material can we work with that no one's ever worked with? And then someone goes marble, and it's like you gonna make a watch out of marble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you're, crazy. You're wearing a sculpture. Yes. Yes. It's a huge statement. Yes. Huge statement. I think that this is the watch of only watch. Patek is really gonna have to bring bring it to like to top this out. I think, I think this is the watch that that anyone who's like like collectors who like go for only watch and they're like I'm coming like with a bankroll they're going for the marble oh for sure Ballroom. for sure I would for sure I mean yeah I'd go for that I'd go for Patek I'd yeah. go for my other pick sure which we'll talk about later <laughs> um so my pick I'm gonna butcher the name because I don't speak French um and I understand this wasn't a choice for everybody but um, FP Joy. I love this watch. No, this, I think it was an obvious choice, which is why we didn't pick it. <laughs> which is why I, me and Rashawn didn't pick it. Because it's obviously going to bang. I've heard some, yeah. I've heard some, I think I've heard some stuff from people where it's There's like. There's some people who are upset about it. They think it's yeah, too but simple. I think, but, but I, I think, think that's what the brand needs. But yes. it is. And I'm glad that you said that because that was my point. I think so much of what FP Joy is is avant garde. Yes. And here's something that's simple. But that still keeps the same spirit because mm-hmm. you see the, the renderings online. And it's like, okay, you know, whatever. But when you read the concept behind this timepiece, I think it's super cool. You know what I'm saying? And so it's called the um, Chronometric Chronat Furtive. Blue Furtive. And the whole idea is that you can only see the numbers that are shown on the dial when you're looking directly at it. Mm-hmm. So the the way that the dial is made is is in such a way that in light in any other direction, it just looks like a blue dial. It's like having a privacy screen on your iPhone. It is. Nice. If someone's trying to tell the time on your watch, you can't see it. You can't see the time on it. Yes. You have to look at it. Yeah. And and I think that like when I think of the brand FP Jorn, to me it's like like Nike has like just do it. Yeah. Like if you had to create a slogan, it's like, you have to look at it. Mm-hmm. You have to look at an FP Jorn. Yes. Once you know the, 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 the innovation behind an FP Jorn, that alone blows your mind. Yes. But his watches are works of art in a way that's like indescribable. It's like a visceral reaction mm-hmm. that I have to it, you know, at least where I'm like, man, that's good design. Yeah, and it's the first FP joint to have a central second hand. It is. And 
It has an 18 karat rose gold movement. Crazy. With a hidden moon phase. Fire. And a power reserve indicator. In the Insane. Back. My man is Houdini. And it's, <laughs> and, it's, and it's a completely tantalum watch. I know. Case yeah. and bracelet. bracelet. Crazy. When I when I read that, I was like, this is like like if I had, if I could put it up, this is <laughs> this is like I wouldn't need another F Fusion. I've I was at one yeah. more, but this is like you have like whoever has this, yeah. This is a crazy piece. Yeah, yeah. I mean, rumor has it there's more of this to come. I'm sure. As a sure. Probably just not in this variation. Run. Yeah, definitely yeah. not in tantalum. But but like, and even the color choices, like the yeah. blue dial, yeah. the tantalum, it's a tantalum, the little orange seconds hand. You're probably it's, getting titanium. It's like F.P. Jorn, what's really cool about him, about Francois and, and his team, is like the idea of how, like, how they push, like, asymmetrical design their use of color that no one talks about no one ever yes. talks about their use of color. their use of color is great you it's, know his eye for aesthetics yeah is insane it's yeah. like you know when i think of f fusion i think of like kanye you know what i'm saying like quite literally i think of someone who's like just that dialed in mm -hmm. to like trying to make something perfect yes that they're like they obsess over yeah and like the you know as simple as it might seem to most people like to add that orange seconds hand to that watch yeah with that color combination from the tantalum to the blue to that seconds hand to the idea that you can't see the dial you can't see the dial unless you're like looking exactly at it they're all like very like specific design choices yeah that i think they're like just really really awesome it's like up the caliber of like a tinker hatfield yes you know what I'm saying? Which to most people, sure, not a big deal. But like, I'm sorry, at this table, like to me and you, like, no, that's huge. Like that guy designed the Air Max One. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. It's legendary. Yes. This watch is amazing. It's it's funny because you know I, when you're when you're speaking, I'm think also thinking about what you were saying, Ben, with like someone like Raph Simmons, and you think of like Kanye. I think of someone like um, Francois to be to. I think the conversations that he's having is, um, let's say they're, they're, they're putting together concept and they're like, actually, yes, we can do this. Then they do it and then he goes, do it over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's not it. Yeah. I feel, I feel that that's probably um, the mission is like, if you can do it, that means you should do it over. Yo, it's crazy because when you think about FP Jorn as a brand, there's no misses. Yes. To that point. I would take any watch. Yes. I can't think of a watch company that's as on point with the innovation behind the technology as they are with the aesthetics. Yes. You often get companies that are like really good at one or the other. Yes. You'll get a great looking watch with like subpar mechanics or you get a watch with like amazing movement finishing is incredible all these things happening inside but like aesthetically it's like yeah seen it before right this guy doesn't miss he doesn't miss agreed 
Agreed. His I'm music sorry. To my ears. I want to. So he's the best. You know what I want. <laughs> so this is funny because this is a perfect segue to my second choice. Okay. And I actually chose the um, the Angelus. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That um, the pointer date. The Kroner date. Kroner yeah. Date. The, the Kroner date. Um, with like that uh, frozen wine dial. They have all the tannins on the dial. Yes. Yeah, Bordeaux. I thought that was really cool. Which is really cool. And the and why I like this watch so much, I think, is for every reason that you like the Jean. Mm. This is a watch that simply they have done before. Sure. It's, it's not, the only watch they have, it, really. It, yes. The only watch they do have. Today. Now, where my pre- appreciation comes in is because we had the, the luxury to talk with the guys from Angelus. We did. And they said that they only produced 300 watches. Yes. Annually. Yep. I don't know if we should have shared that, but whatever. <laughs> I, think, I think it's important it's, to say. It is important. I mean, yes. I think Angelus is an incredible watch brand. And they have a lot of they have a lot of rich history as far as like their previous, like like their vintage, vintage things. And it's very hard when it comes to these brands that have so much rich history and have contributed to to horology and then they go dormant yeah. and then like they come back out and like try to research and like the early 2000s and everybody's like not really interested sure um but when it came to this piece i think because their production lines are so small i don't think that they did anything that was like and like like groundbreaking mm-hmm. but i do appreciate the fact that they they put this time piece out and it's one that speaks to their heritage and dna and who they are and what they're going to continue to do sure no i i i i i uh i share that sentiment um i'm passionate about that brand um they've made some incredible watches over the years in the past and recently right now the chrono date is I guess you could say like their hero watch. Yes. Um, but we've seen pieces in the you know recent past that they've done. Uh, shout out to Jason Gong, who actually owns one of their Turbion dive watches that he brought here on the show. Yes. Um, so they're forward thinking and progressive in watchmaking. And, and I appreciate that brand for that. And I appreciate them for this only watch piece. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, what I will say... Um, in terms of our selection that we posted on Instagram and who I have a a great deal of adoration for, just not only as a brand, but also what they did and what they're offering this go around. Uh, Frederick Constant. Yes. Um, I thought this piece was amazing. Um, They released the, what they call the Turbion Planetarium. Yes. Fire. Fire. It's a beautiful watch. As a matter of fact, shout out to Fremstar because when we posted this, he was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, the Frederick watch. Like he went in, and if you guys follow Fremstar, and you should at Fremstar on Instagram.com, you know this dude is like pinnacle watch collector. He has everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what we love about Fremstar uh, is that he is a, a collector's collector. Yes. He doesn't. There's nothing that is. Um, there's nothing that's too pedestrian for him. Nope. There's nothing that is beneath um, him. Beneath him. Yes. Um, he loves watches. Yeah. And for someone of his caliber who has the collection he has to even, you know, turn his head to a Frederick Constant says a lot 
about uh, the brand and what they're doing. Wasn't it his, um, either A was his first luxury piece or B was the watch that his, the, wife, his wife- his wife got him for his wife. His, the exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And to, to that point, that was why, that was one of my choices as well. We shared that um, because when you think of Frederick Constant, they do some complicated watches, but you know, you're not expecting like a turb. You're not no. looking at like this, like, you know, aesthetically pleasing piece. Like it does look like it's something from outer space. It, it is from outer space. Yeah. <laughs> it this looks- thing has an aventurine dial. Yes. It's got a turbion at six o'clock. Yes. At nine o'clock, it has a annual calendar. And at 12, it has the planets in their, um, in their, their- uh, What, solar system? No, is it? what no. is it? The uh, zodiac signs. Zodiac, okay, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yes. This thing is crazy. <laughs> Dope. Let me ask you, because Ben, you you might know this. What's the most complicated watch that they offer? Is there is there anything comp- like that complicated? Not really, more right? More complicated than that. Than this? Not, well, not more, so. but at, like I'm saying, like like kind of comparable. Like, is there anything that they they don't really do? Kind of like high horology. Well, I mean, that is high horology. No, no, I'm saying no, no. I'm talking about as far as like what is like a I'm sure available. They have, like they have like yeah. an annual calendar, but that's probably but that's, it. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, there's nothing that really pushes past that. No, but to like like consolidate like that to like a sub dial is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. It is wild. Yeah, um, I think the case the case size is pretty small too. It's 37, right? 37.5. Is it? If they can squeeze it into that, that's insane. I think it's 37.5. I think it's a small watch. It's wild. Is it? That's wild. No, sorry. Is. I'm thinking of. It's got to be a 40. At least. I'm, yes. No, I'm thinking of the um the Baltic. Sorry. The Baltic okay. is 37 millimeters. That's still crazy. That's crazy to put a 37. Perpetual yeah. calendar in 37 millimeters is nuts. That's got to be beautiful in person. <laughs> Uh, the Frederick Constant's got to be somewhere in the neighborhood of a 42, 44. You think it's big? It's got to be. With all that it has on it, it's got to be. It's, it's got a turbine on it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's got to be. Um, honorable mentions. Purity Moissanite watch. Oh, yeah, that was, I put that in my pick. That was crazy. The I mean, the Moissanite it's, mo- it's the first time anyone ever does it. So it's a case made of the Moissanite. Which is the second hardest material besides a diamond, right? Yeah. So yes. diamonds are 10 on the most scale. This is a nine and a half. Uh, you know, a lot of jewelers and companies use moissanite as like an artificial diamond. Yes. Moissanite actually comes from meteorites. Yes. Mm. So when a meteorite hits our planet, what's left behind is moissanite rock. Yeah. That's what it turns into. So let Insane. me ask you, because you're a diamond guy. Um, does this kind of push the envelope? Because we, we talk about lab diamonds and... Mm-hmm. People kind of being opposed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people that like love jewelry, and you know they kind of like hiss at the um, the idea of uh, lab, lab yeah. as I they do. should. I think it's ridiculous. So, but then what's the difference <laughs> between lab and moissanite? I mean, obviously, it is. Lab, moissanite is, it, it, is, it comes from mo- a natural. Yeah, it's a natural resource. But here's the thing: in reality, like, so, and we're getting off topic from watches, but the diamond industry is is a monopoly. Is always it's just literally a handful of companies. It's like four, yeah, that own all the diamond mines in the world, and so they get to charge whatever. But if you realize anything, like diamonds are one of the most abundant uh, 
you know, substances, minerals, whatever. There's diamonds and water. And dog, <laughs> if, you, if you dig in your backyard hard enough, you could literally, you could find a diamond. Wow. You could. Yeah. Um, so they have a monopoly on it. Moissanite, the idea like you can create something that's like a diamond in a lab takes has taken years of research, engineering and labor. Like in reality, it should cost way more. And I think it's way more impressive. I'm not I, I'm not and have never been impressed by diamonds. I used to work in jewelry. Yes. And so seeing like what we would pay for diamonds. Yeah. And what we would sell them for. I was like. I'll never buy a diamond at retail, mm. ever. I'm not gonna waste my money. It's because there's so many, there's so many restrictions on it too. That's and not only thing. that, it doesn't appreciate. Yeah, you'll never be able to get what you paid for. Yes, because it's, you it's can, a, but you gotta go big. You, you you can't. You gotta go big. You have to go, but even still, you won't. You're gonna get un, if you if you get some crazy diamond, you pay sixty million for it. Unless they know they have a client for it that's willing to pay seventy, they're gonna offer you fifty. That's the game. The jewelers know. Mm. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to say no more because it's like the Illuminati. <laughs> <It's> like that. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Pays out on the couch next episode. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not saying no more. This is his first episode. That's it. Because <laughs> what you don't want to talk about is the guys that so are anyway, diamonds. The difference between a moissanite and a lab-grown diamond is that a moissanite is still a natural resource. Sure. Okay. 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 Fair. Okay. I'll, I'll leave but it at the, that. The technology behind this is, is impressive. But that's like, what, yeah. It's. Do you I think mean, it challenges? Do you think it challenges no, that industry? No. No. I way. think it. I think it. I think it could. I think. I think uh, it doesn't yet. The thing is that if you look at a moissanite and a diamond next to each other, you could probably tell what's a moissanite and what's a diamond. You couldn't. You could. No. You get around them long enough. I could. You couldn't. You could, I could show you something that you would never tell different. I could tell. I'm willing. We we gonna make it a thing. Let's this is gonna be a video. Okay. Okay. But we could do it. There, you could tell. I know you could tell. There are guys out there that are making moissanites that are passing. Yeah, you can make them pass a diamond test, but if someone's been in the industry, they, like an eyeball test, that feeling, that know-how, that, that instinct, they fail all the time. All right, we're gonna see. There's some really good ones out there. It depends because what it is is it's, just, it's the amount of like carbon you use, yeah. and then when it combusts and what you get, and then like you can program it to like get different colors and stuff. Mm. Right, but there's some guys that have the, te the technology to make things that are like they look. The thing incredible. with moissanite too is that it's too perfect. There's no inclusions ever. That's the only thing that, that you put that, that shit under a loop. It's a wrap. That's the only thing that gives away is that when you don't when you when you see how perfect it is, then guys question it. Like yeah. they're saying a diamond. The yeah. diamond has imperfections. Imperfections, yeah. But that's crazy that you will overpay for an imperfection. It's wild. Well, that's like I mean, it's a tropical dial. It's not an official. <laughs> did we, did we right. go through? Did we go through? We went yeah, through all we our picks, did. right? We did. I mean, okay. honorable mention. I think Grofeld gets one. Shout out to Grofeld. That no, dial you're is right. crazy. That dial is that crazy. strap crazy. Shout mm. out to Grofeld. I think a lot of companies. I mean, there's a lot of people we didn't name, but like, yeah, Boucher watch. Wow, crazy. There's yeah. a lot of great stuff. Yeah. In uh, in this showing of only watch, so I wasn't wasn't, I wasn't mad disappointed or yeah. mad by uh, by any means. Yes. Um, I think it was good. All right. Next. Patek Lawson. <laughs> this is what everybody wants to hear. 
all right you guys want to talk about it <laughs> i mean the people want us to talk so there about was it. a there was an article that was published recently and uh shout out to our friends at time and tide odinky also published an article on it there was a gentleman uh who was shopping at a retailer i won't mention you can read the article and uh he was purchasing watches from them in the hopes of getting a protect nautilus timepiece um building a spend history with this company uh and then discovered that they were losing paddock yes as a brand in that location mm-hmm and I guess it appears now that he will not be able to get this timepiece through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it wasn't communicated to him that they were losing Paddock. He kept spending and buying, uh, and now he's suing them. Yes, and it's made the news. Opinions. Pay to play. What does that mean? If you if you are buying watches to get watches, that's no one's fault but your own. Okay. Um, you know, as I think as a consumer, mm-hmm. a consumer period, I think you have to know who you're buying your watches from mm. or wh- who you're buying anything from. Um, something that I'm that I very, very firmly stand on is if a brand does not serve me, I do not invest in it. Okay. No if, no ands, no buts. Sure. Now, when I mean serve me, I can be talking about whether it is my morals, my community, my covenant, you know, um, my ideology and viewpoint. Then there's also my personal. Maybe I want to flex. Maybe I want to stunt. Maybe I want to shine. Maybe I want to step on something. All of those things. <laughs> okay. But with that being said, those are things that if I am going to make those kind of steep investments, I have to know who I'm getting in bed with. Sure. Um, especially when you talk about luxury goods. This individual is blessed that they can dispose. $220,000. <laughs> I wish. $220,000. You can you can dispose it. Sure. Dispose it. Yeah. He doesn't even lose sleep. No. He's probably taking this lawsuit. He's like, I got a lawyer on retainer. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. He's like, listen. He's just like, I pay you already. Get him. Get him. Exactly. He's sicking the dogs on him. Yeah. So I think in that case, don't be a sourpuss. Chalk it up to the game. Chalk it up to the game. I respect that statement. Um... I'll give you my opinion. (laughs) I'm not far off from you. Yes. Chalk it up to the game. Context. Yes. I think it's key. Yes. So when I heard about the story, everyone was sending me links. I said, okay, I get it. I get it. And then I read the story. And I started to read what this authorized dealer sold him. Yes. And then I was like, he ain't really lose. Dog, you won. You won. Like, what are you talking about? Like, the first watch you bought for them was a 5905R? Yes. You're bugging. Yeah. 
You're bugging. Out of the $220,000 this guy spent, $50,000 which was not paddock. Everything else was paddock watches that were offered to him. Yes. You're greedy. Very greedy. <laughs> Very greedy. You're a greedy baby. Yes. I look at you like a baby. Yes. Now I get it. You wanted this watch. You didn't get this watch. Yes. Okay, cool. You're a child. Yeah. You're a child. You're a baby. Yes. You're a baby. Yes. You got a 5905R for your first watch? Yeah. That happens to nobody. Not many. And they counted the paddock towards a Nautilus that you were supposed to get? Yeah. They treated you like royalty. Yes. That would happen no place else. No place else I can think of. No. 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 I think I think the biggest the biggest thing to think about too is, you know, when you are making these kind of investments, you 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 gotta understand the long game and the in the bigger picture. It, it, but here's the problem I have with that. Is that you have these people that are still looking at watches as investments? That's that's what I that's what I'm trying to the hit to. The market. That's the issue with people. That is the biggest issue. It's not issue. a fucking investment. It's not an investment. It's a product. Yes. It's a product, dog. Yes. And it's 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 related to demand. Yes. The minute people decide I don't want that anymore, it doesn't have the same value that you thought it was. So, it's too fickle. Yes. Right. Because it's not really based on anything other than what people want. Yes. And we know from history what people want changes daily. Yes. And I think that's the whole problem with this period is that this guy who wants this watch doesn't actually want this watch. He thinks he's supposed to have it. Yes. So you don't even really appreciate Paddock. You don't appreciate the full breadth of the brand. You just want a Nautilus. Yeah. You could have spent the 200K and got it on the secondary market. And to be honest, that's what most of you guys should do if that's what you're thinking. It's not an investment. Because what's happening now? All of these watches these guys bought and they spent crazy money on, they put in the safe, they held it for a year, and now they're releasing it. So availability is crazy and the prices have gone down. So your investment is... Not looking as good as it did 12 months ago. This isn't the stock market, bro. Mm-hmm. Ben, two cents. Yeah, I don't think homie has a leg to stand on. Nothing! He's a moron. Yeah. <laughs> it says in the article that I'm reading from Hodinkee, by the way, uh, that was published by Anthony Trainer. Shout out to Anthony. From 2020 to 2022. Yeah. So think about that time span, those two years, and what the watch market was like. Yeah. He got three protects at retail yes. in that economy. You won. Shut up. You won. Yes. Relax. Crazy. Es- especially if only $50,000 of the spend he was... Says he, spent a, he said he spent fifty k on a diamond bracelet. That's it. And for his wife. Your wife's worth at least fifty k. Relax. You're still doing okay. He's saying okay. she isn't, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, the, that's the other problem here. Why are you mad about spending 50K Why on your wife? If you got it. They didn't make you do anything. Yes. No one put the gun in your hand and said, Bob, crazy. Okay, you did that. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. It's crazy. Um, I think he's bugging. You're going to sue him? Why? He's going to lose. But but at the end of the day, um, I mean, this is going to get thrown in the court. It's easy. Yes. 
judge is gonna. Look I don't at think like, any protect AD is stupid enough to promise anyone to watch. No, especially in Ryder. No, no. like exactly. What, what's, what's going on here? But what I will say is, from 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 the perspective of this, uh, authorized dealers don't want this press. This isn't what they want. That's what I was gonna ask. How does this affect the industry? It affects the industry because now everyone's gonna be more cautious. Right. So what this guy is doing is for the guys that are working other places and are spending and are working, he's ruining it because they're like, I'm not going to text my client. I want to call my client. Yeah. We're not going to put anything in writing. We're going to talk in person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like. If the industry operates in a certain way and that's how that's how it works. That is what it is. Like, at the end of the day, these watches are not going to people who are walking in off the street. They're going to clients. Yes. And what does that mean? That means someone who has a history. Yes. Right? Because at the end of the day, if you have any store that's been open for five to ten years, they've got a list of hundreds of people that want the same thing you want. Yes. That have been shopping with them for five to ten years. Yes. You come in off the street and you think you're supposed to cut the line? Okay. Well, guess what? Also, it's going to cost you. You can't, <laughs> you, can't, you can't really fault the AD like you can't protect, fault the AD at all. Hold. It's going to cost you can't. It's not no. it's not up to them. Yeah. And I'm sure they had every intention of giving him that watch. Mhm. They're like, "Yeah, you're going to get it." And something unforeseen happened, and it is what it is. And to be honest, the the the, the thing that that upsets me about the whole thing is that this authorized dealer they did it the right way. Yeah. And the reason why I say that they did it the right way is because they made sure that they developed a Patek client that was enjoying the full breath of Patek because they, they sold him nothing but Patek watches. Yes. To get. Protect watches. Yes. Because here's the thing. If you want a Nautilus and you don't really like the brand, you don't deserve it. Yes. Because the Nautilus is not the watch that Patek makes Mm-mm. by far. No. They have dozens of watches in their catalog that merit this more respect than the Nautilus. And we give the, the Nautilus respect because of Gerald Genton and everything in the history. Shouts out to his legacy. However... Patek is a powerhouse and they produce amazing watches. They hire amazing people with amazing skills to deliver to you incredible timepieces. And you made out like a bandit and you're upset because you didn't get a sports watch. Yeah. It's insane to me. Insane. So where does the where does the industry go as far as you know, this idea of, you know, because there's two sides of pay to play. I think I think to me, honest, I'll be I'll be 100 percent. I think Patek is doing the right thing. I think Terry Stern is a great CEO. I think he understands his brand. I think he understands his consumer. Yes. The people who really love Patek. And I don't fault him or that company for any of the decisions that they make. I would I would I would want to make the same decisions because it's a 
family company. And I think people forget that. This is not a conglomerate. Yeah. This is not a corporation. Yeah. It is family owned. This is going to his sons. Right? So we're going to do everything in our power, at least, to make sure that our watches are getting in the hands of people who really appreciate what we do. Because that's what keeps us going. You can't beef with that. In my opinion. You can't. You can't beef with that. So they reserve the right to restructure their distribution. Mm-hmm. That's their choice. Yeah. Can't fault that. He's not going to make a decision that hinders the brand. No. That hinders his family. It's not going to happen. No. It's going to be in the best interest of them, as he should. He owns it. Respect. People are going to have to learn how to respect that brand. That's what I, that, to me, that's what the moral of the story is. Respect Panic. In the same way that they should respect Jorn. Because when you think about Jorn, he's in a really unique space. They want every watch. Yeah. They're all the watch to have. That's the same level of respect Paddock deserves. And it's crazy to me that they don't have it. Just because they have popular sports watches. It's insane to me. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I agree. I agree. I know I'm on my my uh, I'm on my uh, my high horse. No, no, no. I I, I, I agree 100. It would that that definitely was one of those moments where you like took the air out of the room because you should enjoy the full breath of Paddock. The idea is to build your watch collection not off of the Aquanaut, the Nautilus. No. It is to go into the complicated watches, to go into the calendar watches, which they actually created. Yeah, you think about all of all of that they've given to horology. It's in terms of innovation. Yes. Why wouldn't you want any of that? It's I don't get it. And it's not to say I'm not going to fault someone for wanting an Aquanaut and Nautilus. I love both of those watches. I think they're amazing. True, we own they, them. We yeah we own them. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um but uh I can I can think of a dozen other pieces that Patek makes that I would take in a heartbeat over those. Oh, 100 percent You know? Just my two cents. You're quiet. What do you, you got to say? No, this- I mean I'm I'm kinda done. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel. All right, I mean, next you know, subject. Patek's already my favorite brand, so yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so the last topic, we spent enough on that. We'll make this one quick before we wrap. But they want us to talk about aftermarket uh, dials and super fakes. Woo! $100 cool. special yeah. the turkey? <laughs> Dude, the game is changing. The game is changing. So you came across something recently. Mm-hmm. You sent it to the group chat. Yeah. And I was shocked because I was like, you thought it was real. Yeah, I was like, I didn't get delivered yet. Yeah, I thought it was too. And uh, you saw uh, Rolex OP celebration. Yeah, a 36 and a 41 celebration. Crazy. They're sitting off 47th Street right now. That's wild. Get 11.5441.10.5436. Talk about accessible pricing. (laughs) At least they were honest and were like, yo, it's it's an aftermarket dial. That's why the price is good. Of course it is. They're basically charging you what the secondary value on the stand. They look good though. 
they look good until you like like really look old. Really, I think a little bit of the red. The reds were a little That's dark, not even right? The problem. The problem no, is the font where it says uh, superlative chronometer. Sure, looks like, <laughs> looks like you did it with a pencil. Oh so gosh! Oh no, no. But the good thing about that dial is that all the colors and the circles kind of hide it, so you really got to get in there to see it. But when you see it, it's, it's yeah. Bad. I'm sure they found a customer by now. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they've sold plenty. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they've sold plenty. I've uh, I've seen I've seen quite a few super fakes, like really good super fakes. Um, I had a buddy of mine, and it's funny because he wanted me to he wanted me to share this on the show too. A buddy of mine who came came to see me, he had a GMT Master Master Two Black and Blue. Okay, on a Jubilee bracelet. Sure. And I had a buddy of mine with me, too, who also knows watches and gave a second opinion. And I was absolutely blown away by how, at how good this fake was. Really? There's a difference when... I've never seen a super fake in person. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to give my buddy a shout. I'm going to have him bring it by. Okay. Dude. Where did he get it from? He got it. I think he got it from... Either, it was either Turkey or China. It's definitely Turkey. Turkey's probably, tu- probably Turkey, but the weight, the font, like uh, the size was a little bit off. It looked more like a thirty-nine than like a forty, but that's because I look at the watch so much that I know yeah, what I'm looking know, at. Yeah. But like on wrist, perfect. What I did notice was the bezel clicks. Like, you know how like the, the yeah, GMT yeah. has like that. The yeah. not, it feels more round. It feels more round. It's soft. Now, this is the crazy part. When you, because he showed me the website too. When you, when you buy the super fake, they give reviews. So they do say, hey, we understand these things. So they said the case size is a little bit smaller. <laughs> and they said that the bezel knobs they're were, avoiding a class action <laughs> yes. were a little crazy were a little crazy they the and they were smaller. like generation 2 is gonna have this and I could not believe it how much you pay for it like 300 bucks <laughs> so he knew it was fake yeah no 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 he knew oh, okay. no he brought it to me yeah, to super be, clones are all the same price that's crazy he brought, no he brought it to me to be like yo check this out no not check this out to see if it's real check this out like, like look at how good this look is. how that's good wild. this is because he so he's traveling where was he traveling to man i forget where he's traveling to but he's traveling somewhere of course where it's like high watch community you know, guy some probably, chop, probably get robbed. Some place will probably get robbed. So he was like, I'm just going to take the super fake. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yo, I'm going to take the super fake. And he was like, before I travel, That's I, want hilarious. You, I want you to see yo, this. Yo, I'm never succumbing to that shit. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck that. Yo, I don't wear anything before I have but to But I, I couldn't, I absolutely could not believe it. And then the website had reviews and was like, listen, Production is long, so you could either buy this or wait on Gen Two or Gen Three. I seen Pelagoses. I seen Speedmasters. I'll take masters. a fake two. Then. <laughs> Who's tell the difference of the fake two? Then <laughs> I seen fake Seamasters. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is something unbelievable. That's crazy. And they look good. Wow. How much is the Pelagos? 
They gotta be at least half the price of the roll. It's gonna be like a buck fifty. It's like a buck. It's something like that, like a buck fifty. Like, you know what's, you know what's like, crazy oh. is that, um, and I only know this because of Moser, because Moser has their whole very rare uh, slogan. But one of the reasons why Moser goes with very rare and they don't put Swiss made on the dial is because it's kind of like a political statement for them. Because they said, you know, in order to put Swiss made in the dial, it's like what sixty percent of the watches. Yeah, made it's in Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. And over ninety, like eight percent of their watches are made in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. So like we don't want to we don't want to say we're the same caliber as Swiss made watches because we are truly Swiss made. And so I'm curious how many of these brands are making timepieces outside of Switzerland, or like what they're making outside of Switzerland that may be setting the stage. Mm-hmm. For countries to well, produce super Think things. about how many of those, like to your point, all the, there's a, we know there's a lot of brands getting parts from outside of Switzerland, obviously, yes. because again, the standard's only 60%. Exactly. So they're all these, learning by all these factories yes. that are making super fakes are they're probably manufacturing parts, parts that's for point. a real Swiss exactly. made watch. And that's why it's so that's good. That's why they're figuring it out. Yeah. It's that simple. I think so. I think it is. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. Because how else would they get it that close? You'd have to like, I mean, you'd have to, for you to just get the part, You have to buy a real one with fucking reverse. Yeah, but you know, yeah. And the reverse engineering, yeah. not only is too much money, it's too much time. You literally have to be making this stuff. Yeah. Mm. And in many cases, I'm not going to say names, stories, whatever, but I've heard stories where brands were servicing super fakes and didn't know they were passing they were passing they were servicing superfix didn't know until like the warranty card popped up and it was like this ain't this watch yeah i heard i heard that there was even a point where they had to weigh like key components i know of a story specifically that i heard from a watchmaker where a brand did not discover that the watch was a super fake until they replaced the screws because the threading was different Wow. That's how crazy it was. Everything passed. And they were like, the screws don't fit. Really? And they looked at everything else and they were like, this is not ours. Really? Yes. And I won't say. <laughs> I'm sure we can guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so be careful. Listen, if the deal is too good to be true, it ain't real. Yeah, if it's a $300 Rolex, don't buy it. Stop it. Don't. Don't. I mean, unless you're that guy. And be that guy. Own it. It's cool. I get it. You're about the flex. Not the experience. Yes. I don't fault you. Uh, you know, teach your own. Do you, do you think that... Do you ever think that there's... Um, do you ever think... There's no way that reputable ADs would ever get... Super fakes? Super fakes. I, unless they're in the pre-owned business. If they're in the pre-owned business. <laughs> then maybe. I mean, of, of course, I mean, I, I, I kind of answered my own question because, of course, you get it direct from the brand. But I'm saying, like, because pieces are passing. Like, I know of someone who bought a, a pre-owned Submariner maybe three years ago and it was fake from an AD in California. Damn. It would have to be he had to He had to sue the guy. And then once he sued the guy, because the guy was like, oh, no, like, I'm not paying you for this, blah, blah, blah. Once he ended up suing the guy, then he ended up dropping the lawsuit and just mm. settling with him outside of court. 
Yeah. Just for the price of the what he paid. Mm. He found out that's it was fake they, because you know, the you know I, you see yeah. how this on the safety class so there's mm. a crown on it. The crown itself, just the crown, fell off. Soldered that joint off. Yeah, it was soldered on. <laughs> oh. So he took it to Rolex in the city here on Fifth Ave to get yeah, it like fixed, this. and he was like, "Yo, like." That's does this, so does this happen? And like immediately the watchmaker was like, I'm Bro, not touching not that. <laughs> for, for this reason. And then that's where everything hit the fan. Man. Ooh. And on that note, we <laughs> wrap the Viewer's Choice episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody in the broadcast. Shout out to everyone in the bungalow. Uh, appreciate you guys contributing to this. This has been fun. We haven't done something like this in a little bit. Uh, and I think you'll see more of this. It's nice that uh, we're getting to engage more with the audience. And I think we're all having a lot of fun with that. And I think the audience is having a lot of fun, too. So shout out to all you guys uh, who contributed to this night's episode. Um, you know where to find us at Rich Check Pod on Instagram. It's going to be the same on threads now because that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're there as well. We're on TikTok for the children. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, um, all the casts you can think of um, going through our numbers recently. And a lot of you guys are listening to us. Our listenership is climbing. Uh, We appreciate you. Um, Thank you for supporting us. Uh, New website launching soon. Again, I'm going to keep saying it. We got merch coming. Yes. Um, We got something really, really special. A collaboration with a really special brand. Shout out to our friend. He knows who he is and it'll be announced soon. Yes. Uh, those of you who are in the group, group chat have seen a preview of what it actually is. Um, TBD. Uh, that's all coming at you soon. It is limited. Yep. Um, so first come, first serve. Um, there's a lot of quantities available, but it's a one one run shot. So when we release it, get it when you can get it. And uh, wait for the next one. Yeah, I mean, to everybody listening, if if everyone that's in the broadcast channel buys one, two-thirds of it are gone already. Yeah. So <laughs> act fast Facts. if you're not already in there. Yes. Facts. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Deuces. Peace.